0: Well, hello there film fans, film lovers, film goers, and last but not least, filmmakers. You have tuned into the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. And yes, this is the destination for all manner of films: documentary, science fiction, romance, comedy, drama, action, adventure, experimental, music video, and so much more. Where flickfair.com that's where you go to get your festival pass and then plunge yourself into a whole new world of cinematic magic. And yes, you can judge each month for the best in each category, drama, fiction, feature, narrative, experimental, etc. But don't stop there. You can now take the movie magic wherever you go because Flickfair now comes in an app. Go to Google Play or the App Store to download the Flickfair app now. Now, do you hear that? That is the sound of your heart racing, adrenaline pumping as you take flight from one building top to the next building top, leaping over the heads of your adversaries, spinning and somersaulting through explosions and car chases and all manner of action scenes because yes, you, yes, you, my friends, are a stunt person. And today's guest, is here to talk to us all about that. Right after this, this is the FlickFair Film Festival official podcast. We'll be right back. Don't forget to get your FlickFair app available in the App Store and Google Play. Now you can take movie magic wherever you go. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram. That's Flickfair. Wherever you find your social media content, you should certainly look for us as well because we'll be keeping you up to date with all the latest news and all our exciting interviews and exposés and in-depth deep dives here on the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast as well as all the exciting films that you can find at flickfair.com. So go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, and follow Flickfair valentine's day is coming up so do yourself a solid get that special loved one the gift that keeps on giving get them a festival pass at flickfair.com it is so easy go to flickfair.com click on get my pass to get your pass Welcome back to the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Now, before the break, I tease that our guest today is here to talk to us about all the magic that happens behind the scenes when a stunt person takes the reins. Well, let's not beat around the bush. Here's today's logline. Logline.
1: Stunt actor, Demita Jane Howard, shares her story of her journey from playing roller derby professionally to working full-time as a stunt actor in major Hollywood films, to realizing the childhood dream of hers of riding horses. Hi, my name is William Fagans Jr., and I am the director of Demita.
0: And there you have it, listeners. That is our guest, William Fagans Jr., who brought to us the lovely film Demita. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure to have you here with us today.
1: Thank you for, uh, for inviting me. I'm, I'm honored.
0: Now, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this film, Demita. Who is Demita?
1: Demita is, um, as I said, uh, uh, a a young um, African-American woman um, who started out as a uh, roller derby, um, uh, playing in roller derby.
0: Uh And And explain for our uh, international listeners, what roller derby is. Oh,
1: okay. So, um, roller derby is kind of like, um, it's, uh, um, if you take, uh, well, this is probably gonna require me explaining something else. So <laughs> it's, um, so people, uh, are, are on skates, roller skates, and they, um, go around in a rink. Um, it's kind of like a track. And <clears throat> I think the goal is to, um, Pass each other up a certain amount of times, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there, you know, there's two teams, and they try, they basically just try to prevent that from from happening. So, like, they'll block each other. It, it gets intense at times because you know they can like physically block each other, and you know, so that means bodies can go flying at, mm-hmm. at points and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so she she started as uh, a roller, der- roller derby athlete. Yes. Uh huh.
1: And um, through a, you know just a random set of circumstances, um, uh, somebody was working on a film um, that required uh, someone to do a to be a stunt double mm. for an actor. Um, it was a roller derby film. Um, and they needed someone to be a, a stunt double. So, and it just happened, like um, they reached out to the the group that Demita was um, skating with mm-hmm. and um, they recommended her because, you know, she was about to, the right height and, and, and build for to be that stunt person. And um, it, it was, she was doubling for Eve, um, the rapper slash actress. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, she went and did that, and just got hooked on you know the, the that life of you know the stunts and and working in film, and just um, um, sought out ways to continue to be able to to be in that realm. Um, and she's gone on to um, you know be a stunt double in a, like Marvel movies and. A lot of. Um, uh, she was just in um, a pilot for. Um, there's a show called Naomi that just
0: premiered. Um, oh, uh, was- Ava DuVernay's uh, new series. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. So okay. she was the stunt double for the main character.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. What what an awesome trajectory. Uh, firstly, because this is, this is one of those those things in the in the the land of filmmaking and cinema movie magic. Um, that we hear so rarely, uh, about the, the stunt artists, or as they say right. in, in French, the cascadeurs the people who are making people like Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or, <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, et cetera, look like they really are jumping off these buildings when in, a, in actuality, there is, um, a full-time artist who's dedicated his or her craft to doing those real life, uh, Feats of, uh, of uh, well, extraordinary athleticism, etc. cetera. Um, how did you find out about Demita and what was the sort of uh, um, process to get in contact with her and tell her story on film?
1: So um, I had worked with Demita before on a, um, a documentary. <laughs> um, have a documentary called the possibility of her Mm -hmm. where I interviewed um 12 different women in non-traditional roles Um, and uh I had um I had seen her online actually Mm -hmm. and um because she had you know this picture that kind of went viral it was her class playing as Wonder Woman but she had Mm -hmm. this big afro Mm -hmm. and, you know, so I, I saw that picture and I saw that she was based in Atlanta where I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, you know, i reached out to her on social media and then it just happened that, you know, we had some mutual friends. So, um, you know, i met with her to talk to her about that, that particular documentary. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we went and, and we, we did that. And then, you know, I just stayed in touch with her. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was an opportunity for me to like do a, a short. I wanted to do a short mm-hmm. and I knew that um, she was, you know, still doing her, her stunt work. But, um, and part of that, you know, she was a stunt double for Michonne on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And part of that was her learning how to ride a horse mm-hmm. and, and doing that, she kind of fell in love with that, that arena as well. So she had been, um, you know, training to kind of also get into like the cowboy life and going to rodeos and competing and stuff. So um, I knew that she was doing that, and I, I wanted to to document that.
0: Now, now, prior to actually meeting her and working with her, had you already been quite familiar with the uh, the realm of of stunt work or? Was this sort of your first full hands-on um, sort of uh, matriculation into that uh, sort of landscape?
1: And, but that was definitely my my first, you know, full like look into that. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, you know that they exist, but you know, most of the time, you know, they're they're not. You, the the people, you don't know the people, so mm-hmm. they're not accessible in that way. Yeah. Because you know, the whole thing is for them to to kind of blend to the background and not be like, you know, noticeable. Like you they want them to look like somebody else, or that, that's, they want them to just not be be known.
0: That's interesting that you say that because there is uh the the one thing that is sort of ironic about this film and this situation is that uh, Demita, who is a Black woman um, in a field where there is so very few uh, Black stunt artists represented, um, and at the same time to blend into the background to make sure that the star, so to speak, shines, that that sort of unwritten uh, sort of accord is is kept. Um, what was your what was your your immediate impression after discovering that Demita is literally one of a kind? That there are so few um, black women and black men even uh, represented in right. the in the in the stunt world.
1: Um, <laughs> to, I mean, she's just uh, amazing to me. Um, um, you know, and partly because I don't know that I would have, like, I'm not a, an adrenaline type person. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I I don't know that I would have it in me to be set on fire or thrown down steps (laughs) or (laughs) welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So for her to, you know, kind of do that, not to say that she doesn't have, you know, like reservations and just goes in recklessly, but you know, she trains and everything, Mm -hmm. but for her to just do that, um, it's, it's awesome Mm -hmm. and amazing to me. And, Mm -hmm. um, to do that again, like in a field where there's not a lot of other people Mm -hmm. that look like her, Mm -hmm. um, and deal with, you know, all that comes along with that. And even when she got involved in, you know, like the cowboy life and wanting to get trained on how to ride horses and, and everything. it was still the same thing like we're still like in a an area where there's not a lot of black women mm. um, represented.
0: yeah so, the, 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 the horse I, world is uh, is a is still viewed as an elitist uh, sort of enterprise, so to speak. Um, first to be able to own a horse than yeah. uh than to train a horse and then then uh, have access to the various competitions from jumping to dressage to any rodeo, any number of of these these events. Um, there's so few uh, black people represented um, so on more than one front, she is the lone face. Uh, in a long line of people who look nothing like her, or or people that she might know, um, did she did she intimate anything to you during the, the the filming process of what that must feel like, if she feels any burden or any responsibility or any pressures um, in both her work as well as in her, ambi- as well as in her ambition? Um, she, when we
1: talked, you know, she talked about the difficulties of like being, um, you know, one of very few, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, in in both, you know, stunt acting and, in, um, you know, the cow person world. Um, Mm She spoke, you know, she spoke about that. Um, We talked a lot about the difficulties of her finding a place to to that will train her, and yeah. because um, a lot of places like kind of either ignored her or turned her away. Yeah, she um, she mentions
0: that one of the uh, stable owners, who is a Jewish woman, says to her, "Listen, they don't like me here. So, what do you think they're going to? They're not going to accept you if they don't accept me, um, right? Essentially, right? Uh, in, in your In your own experience as a filmmaker, um, you're based in Atlanta, uh, which people around the world know as a, um, a high population of, of black people uh, and is sort of the new Hollywood with its uh, um, influx of, of television series and films and that kind of thing uh, in production. And you're, in your own experience, did you, did you find yourself nodding your head yes uh, I know what this this is like uh, as a filmmaker, um, possibly in the in the way that you might have had to uh, try to market a film, produce a film, get something done, get to the to the to the to the moment where you can say, "Okay, my film is done," despite uh, what obstacles I had to face to get here and have it uh, screened. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I think um, just you know, as a, as a filmmaker. Um, as a, a, a black um, male um, I can definitely relate to, to all of that um, because I kind of work on the periphery of like the studio systems and everything mm-hmm. um, it's I, I, I kind of minimize ha- having that experience mm-hmm. um, because I, I don't necessarily have to like go through you know a lot of the the um hoops and barrels that a lot of other people do mm-hmm. but um i have you know i have friends who are like in in the productions and everything that you know i i hear the stories about um I, it's 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 <laughs> it's it's difficult um Athens,
0: I, I can, I can, I can hear the frustration in your voice. I can, <laughs> I, I can, I can hear, and I'm sure our listeners can too. And so they can, they can empathize. There's been more than one filmmaker on on our show who've talked about uh, the hurdles uh, just to tell your story. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, um, and to mm-hmm. tell a story that isn't like the same story that's usually told. Um, to kind of Put a shine a light on a, a different aspect mm-hmm. of um, our culture or our our society, and not tell like the same story that you know gets regurgitated a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult to get people to 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 find value in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Why 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 did you choose to become a filmmaker, a storyteller? What was the the light bulb that flashed uh, in your life that said, this is what I want to do?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I I did um, my first uh, documentary on um, a friend of mine. um, So I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. um, which is north of Atlanta, Mm And I I did my first documentary in like 2006. A friend of mine who was a a rapper um, was uh, about to release an album, so I did like a short documentary about his his journey. Um, And it was something in that experience where I was, you know, being able to tell to to be able to share someone's story that you know you find intriguing that you feel like this is going to help other people who may be in a, a similar situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you know like up along a similar path who might see the story and be like you know um and think to themselves like i, I can i can also achieve you know achieve more because i, I, I see it, I see someone who looks like me hmm. do it um, and I, I think it was just like being able to to help share those stories really a, appeals to me
0: were there were there any uh, are there any uh, uh filmmakers storytellers uh, artists uh, that uh, you looked to that helped inform your eye as a filmmaker
1: um i am a a big fan of um stanley nelson okay Mm -hmm. um and i also have a a close friend who was a a a document who is a documentary um filmmaker um chris ivy okay um he you know I, i assisted him a couple times before i you know get into my own thing and um he was a, a big influence on me um and you know seeing his because he had to be you know dedicated to to the craft and to the story especially with documentaries because they're you know they're generally not like blockbusters you know mm. um in, in general, people don't, like, flop to a documentary the way that they flop to a, a Marvel movie. Mm. So you have to, like, really be committed to the story and the people in it. And, you know, it, I think it takes a special type of person. So um, I, I I saw that, and I, I really admired that. And um, and I'm, you know, I see myself as, like, a a behind-the-scenes type person, like, I'm not really, um, you know, looking <clears throat> looking to be <clears throat> famous or anything. But you know, I, I like the idea of assisting other people.
0: <clears throat> if you could impart one thing to viewers uh, of your work and particularly of uh, Demita, what what is it that you want them to take away? What do you want to tell them, or do you what do you want them to discover? Right.
1: I think with with the media and you know with most with the you know with most of my work, I think it's primarily a, a point of, of wanting people to respect the subject of mm-hmm. the the film mm-hmm. um, for them to get the respect that I feel that they deserve because I, I think that you know this person. You know, does cool things. There is a an amazing person, and I don't. You know, I don't. I want other people to see that, and realize realize that, and and you know, in turn respect them for what they do and the person that they are.
0: Mm. Do you do you see yourself, or you see your your position as a as a filmmaker in the subjects that you 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 film? For example, uh, you talked about getting. Finding the respect, where we see that Demita is fighting for her respect equally in terms of uh, being that lone face in the in the rodeo or on the on the film set. Do you see yourself uh, sometimes when you're behind the lens in the shoes of the person that you're actually filming?
1: Oh, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I see myself um, in the, um, you know, in in. Um, being uh you know always fighting for respect for like you know the work that you do that you care about <clears throat> you want people to respect that and you know give you the respect that you feel that you you deserve for um you know the commitment that you have or the dedication that you have for mm. you know what you do
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, listeners, that is our guest, uh, William Fagans, who has brought to us the film Demita. Now we have a clip here that we're going to let you listen to. And when we come back, we're going to get more into Demita and what Will Fagans is currently working on. We'll be right back after this.
2: had an interest in horses and riding horses but it's just not it's not a poor person's uh, thing to do frankly and so they the horses just always seem to be out of reach for me my dad would talk about uh, going to the black rodeos over the years he's deceased now and uh, I think he would be really excited to know that I'm working with horses, especially in the way that I'm working with horses.
0: Find us here every week for the Flick Fair podcast for scintillating conversations with filmmakers and movers and shakers in the world of cinema. Be sure to get your Flick Fair festival pass at flickfair.com. This is the Flick Fair Podcast, and we are tuned in. Welcome back to the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Our guest, Will Fagans, is here with his film, Demita. And just before the break, we were talking about uh, the idea of respect and identity, as well as um, telling a story that uh, helps to push more representation, more of, of the kinds of images that we don't necessarily get to see from day to day. Now, Will, in Demita, we see so many rare images. First of all, we see a a, a Black woman who was a stunt woman who was also a, I um, guess, I, say, I don't want to say cowgirl. Uh, let's say a rodeo, I don't know what the exact term would be, rodeo... Uh, athlete competitor um, as well as a former roller derby uh, competitor Um, Mm -hmm. and it's told so serenely uh, even though when you hear someone say okay well I I work in the rodeo or I'm a stunt person or I'm in roller derby the first thing that comes to mind is (laughs) hard-hitting aggressive uh, you know heart thumping you know that kind of thing and the interesting contrast that we have with your film is that the the interview the conversation is serene and tranquil and the the images are several of the images are slow moving panning shots that are just nicely composed and very relaxing um which which brings us out of that that way of stereotypically thinking that okay, well, the person that does stunt work is probably going to have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to probably going to have like a shoe falling out of their mouth when they speak, or they're going to have bruises <laughs> right. everywhere, and it's going to be it's not it's not going to be so so pristine.ly uh, um, Framed as this is right. um, going to be chaos. Yes, chaos. <laughs> yes. Why that choice? Why the choice to to make that uh, that uh, contrast? Uh, I think. Part of it,
1: you know, is to to show the duality that you know I think all of us have, mm. you know, like because we're not just one thing,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and uh, I, I, I wanted to to show that you know, her, there's there's more to than uh, one side to her.
0: Mm. There are some really really nice. Uh slow pans where we get to see this this ranch where she is with uh, one of the horses Um, and uh, her dialogue plays kind of in a a voiceover narration um, where it fits seamlessly with what we see. Uh, Her connection with this horse um, that I'm assuming she is readying for competition, but also at the same time she's bonding with. Um, Right. What were your 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 preparations like before you actually came to the ranch to film? Did you know? Did you did you storyboard this, or did you know in, in the back of your mind that, um, I need to get these these pristine shots, uh, um, and then couple it with the interview, or was it something that kind of fell into your lap? Was like this is what I need to get once you were there on on location. Yeah, it was primarily on location. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't storyboard it.
1: Um, I had seen, cause I, you know, I, I stay in touch with her through um, social media a lot. So mm-hmm. I had seen some, um, some vid- like short video clips that she posted of her like out there training and, and things like that. So I kind of had an idea um, of what it looked like there, but i I didn't know really until I got there mm-hmm. and um I told her um and I actually shot um on two separate days mm-hmm. um, and I told her I just wanted to to capture her 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 day there like mm-hmm. you know what what would you do normally and i mm-hmm. I just want to capture that and and and, and show that um and I, I did all of the stuff at the ranch first before doing the interview.
0: Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Or you're I'm assuming you're very hands-on. Is that you behind the camera? Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: What what uh, what what were you filming on?
1: Um, at that point, I was shooting with the Panasonic GH5S. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had a um, uh, a DJI um, gimbal. The,
0: mm-hmm. the run and gimbal to get those nice uh, steady, steady uh, shots as as she's moving through space with the with the with the with the horse. Um, right. Did you did you feel uh, at any point surprised once you looked back into your lens um, at what you captured? Were you were you surprised at all by the the the, the beautiful images? Um, or did you you come ready, knowing that this is absolutely what I have to get? Was it pressure on, or was it uh, was it more laid back?
1: Um, it was it was pretty laid back, mm-hmm. and I, I will say that um, you know, like in in the moment, you're just you know making sure that you get the shot and it's framed and it's in focus. So mm-hmm. like, I'm. You don't appreciate it as much like Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see something in in the in the in the monitor you're like oh this is great Mm. but you know it's not until I get back home and I'm reviewing the footage that I can really really appreciate it and um, I would say that um, when she was watering the horse Mm. um, and um, when she was walking it back to the gate and it was just walking beside her, Mm -hmm. like, you know, she didn't have the rope on it or anything. It was just like walking
0: beside her.
1: That kind of struck me.
0: That you Uh, saw that, the bond between the horse and and Demita. Yeah. Did you, what did you, what did you learn about horses uh, being around uh, Demita and her horse? Um,
1: I I, I think it was like, I didn't like the, the respect that, you have to have for the horse mm-hmm. and that it it picks up on your you know your 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 state of being like your your mental state so if you go in there um, and you're dealing with it and you're you know and you're in a bad space or whatever it can it can it can it can feel that and it yeah. re- reacts um, accordingly mm-hmm. or even if like if you're in there and you're like really skittish and nervous you know, that, um, affects how it reacts to
0: you as well.
1: Mm. So, you know,
0: yeah, the, the, the uh, uh, full disclosure, I, I know something about the horsey world given that, uh, an ex does dressage, <laughs> but, um, uh, what they say it, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's true that the, the horse is as good a character judge of character as a human being is that, uh, mm. um, they will sense nervousness or apprehension. And, in so doing, they equally become nervous and ap- apprehensive, almost as if, uh, horses are empathetic creatures. Um, right. so, so seeing Demita, uh, with this gentle sort of, uh, comportment with, uh, with her horse, this gentle rapport with her horse, um, makes it all the more, uh, um overwhelmingly clear that the the horse returns what it's given um and what about uh what about your interaction with the horse did was there any any particular moment where you noticed uh that the horse was equally uh aware of your presence and your interaction with it and and Demina um ever I, I
1: I think it was um aware of my presence, mm-hmm. but I think it was focused more on Demita mm-hmm. and and um you know at the at the times when the other um, cowboy was around, um I think it was you know mostly focused on that, but um you know at the times when Demita was brushing it and I was you know walking around with the camera, I know that it knew that I was there, and it was like you know making sure everything was all right.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have any, uh, any, uh, any desire to jump on one of the horses while you were there?
1: I did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can empathize. I've done it a few times. And after, <laughs> afterward, I said, okay, I've I've done that and I can check that off my list now. Um. Now, in terms of, in terms of storytelling, in terms of, um, uh, building this arc uh, with Demita, uh, your interview process, did you already go through some pre-interviews or or what was the, the process for you as a filmmaker to have this conversation and have the conversation be uh, so transparent and forthcoming on film?
1: Um, so I had some, uh, had like, some knowledge of you know her her journey um, from working with her before, um, so I was able to kind of get some general questions, and I knew the direction that I wanted to go. So uh, I started there, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think a, a, you know a, a a huge part, not a big but a huge part for me. Is you know when I'm doing um, these these films these documentaries is um, being able to have you know these uh, more candid conversations where um, I I the person that I'm I'm working with knows me and knows that you know they can be open and that I have the best their best interest. In, in mine and I won't, you know, do anything to misrepresent them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they feel relaxed enough to to be open and share, you know, you know, like all the all the details. And um and I, I you know, I, I don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I I can only imagine that the 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 conversation had so many gems that not everything could be fit into uh, this film. Uh, were there things that were left on the cutting room floor that perhaps you wish you could have added or used? Um.
1: Yeah. So I, I think the the actual interview was probably maybe an hour long. Okay. Mm. Um. And so. <laughs> It, it you know it's been a little a, a little while so I, I i can't remember specifically um but i know there were um uh, you know during during the editing process for anything yeah. it gets to a point where it gets very difficult yeah <laughs> to you know to make those those decisions like well you know this is really good but it's still going to have to go because you you know you only have time for the really 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 good stuff
0: So what is your what is your technique for for uh, trimming the fat, so to speak, to to getting it down to uh, a short film as you did? What, uh, what is your approach to going into the editing process? And despite all the wonderful images and wonderful moments that you have, um, honing it down to a very, 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 very tight unit as you have?
1: I do multiple passes, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll step away for a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I can, you know, disassociate myself, like, cause I'll, you know, you you get close to the, to the subject matter. So uh, I give myself time to kind of, you know, take a break and then come back to it and, you know, really, you know, have that. That that moment where I, where I'm like, all right, everything can't stay. So what is the most important to the story? Um, what do I feel um, really needs to be said? Mm. And go through it again because um, I, I focus on the um, the interview and the story part before I do the. Um, you know the b-roll and everything mm, so i mm. i um i'll edit the the interview and then i'll i'll render just the audio and i'll listen to that and mm-hmm. you know make sure it has a flow and, and it makes sense and then once that the, you know the interview audio is to a point where i, I think it's solid then mm-hmm. i'll go back and add the the b-roll and everything
0: What would your advice be to uh, some of our filmmakers listening in in the audience uh, about about, uh, weaving a tale as precisely as you have, uh, keeping it short and tight if necessary, but um, remaining loyal to the subject matter? What would be your main advice to documentary filmmakers who are listening?
1: Um, I think Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think um really just keeping in mind, like keeping the subject in mind first and foremost, mm-hmm. I would think would be the main thing, you know, because um, if, you, if you're if you true to them, then the story is going to, you know, be where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have, you know, if you have the rapport and, you know, and, and they're just being open and honest with you, Mm -hmm. then, you know, the the story is going to, going to work out the way that it should, because, you know, they, they've given you, you know, they've opened up their heart and, and given you, and given that to you. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you just have to be, um, be true to them and, and, you know, and, and be, be respectful. Mm
0: Hmm. Well, listeners, that is our guest, Will Fagans, who has brought to us the film, Demita. We have another clip, and you can hear it here. We'll be right back. This is the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast.
2: I heard I was a tomboy my whole childhood, (laughs) actually because I always wanted to do uh, the fun stuff. I didn't want to just necessarily play the girl games. I remember I used to get in trouble, in particular, for jumping off this giant, back in the day we had cable boxes, and they were huge, and I would just jump off it all kinds of ways, and um, and I would try to teach myself gymnastics, and. I was always jumping off of something or trying to flip off of something or trying to build something out of dirt or mud. Yeah, I've heard that my whole life, But I was a tomboy.
0: Every month, tons of new films from filmmakers all over the world make their entry at the Flick Fair Film Festival. And you can check out all the hottest new films by going to flickfair.com. Get your pass today. This is the Flickfair podcast with your host, Akil Wingate. Welcome back to the Flickfair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Our guest is Will Fagans, who has brought to us the lovely film, Demita. Um, if one thing can be said for this film... Uh, My personal takeaway is the idea of risk, 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 Um, where where Demita has this trajectory of, of, uh, she talks about wanting to be a, well, originally wanting to be a history professor at a university and by chance, um, seeing the roller derby uh, women and deciding, you know what, I want to do this. i want to take this risk and do this. And that risk snowballed into another, that snowballed into another, that led her on this, this journey uh, to where she is now as a working stunt woman. Um, in, your, in your own tra- trajectory as a storyteller and filmmaker, um, do you look back at uh, the risks you've yourself taken and... Um, Marvel at what they've yielded?
1: Uh, I, I, I do, um, because you know, I'm, uh, uh primarily, um, self taught, mm-hmm. um, and, um, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, um, you know, not that I'm like, you know. <laughs> world you know globally globally known or anything like that but um just to just the fact that you know you can create something like from nothing you know Mm. just go up and create something and have this finished product is um it always is amazing to me um and to to take the risk of um you know to investing your time and your energy and you know the 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 commitment to to it and because you I mean you you don't know if it's going to work out Mm. you hope that it does yeah Um, you hope that the person that you're working with you know whether it's a documentary or a narrative or whatever you know you hope that everyone involved is pleased with the end result Mm -hmm. but you don't know it, you know, do you do you prepare do you
0: prepare yourself for both success and failure in the case that uh, either one pans out?
1: Yeah, I try to I try to be grounded. I mm. try to you know like be cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've, as far as like the subjects being pleased, I've I've been fortunate in, in that arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know, um. I don't know.
0: If you could uh, give uh, uh, a bit of advice to our artists listening, our filmmakers, storytellers, uh, actors, et cetera, listening, uh, what is the, the most crucial bit of advice when it comes to taking these risks, uh, to taking a risk as, a, as a, an aspiring filmmaker or a, a working filmmaker, uh, in that case, who might still be juggling with uh, apprehension going forward? What would your advice be?
1: I think the, the biggest thing is to, um, if you're going to, if you're going to take the risk, just fully commit to it. Mm-hmm. Just try to, um, you know, it's, it's difficult, but, you know, try as best as you can to eliminate doubt while you're in it, because if you're in it and, and that doubt seeps in, it comes through. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it comes through in the work, it comes through, and um, the people that you're working with can can feel that. Um, mm, so yeah. I think, you know, when you've decided that you're going to take that risk, just go all, all in and just, you know, at the, you know, while you're in it, try, try as best as you can to eliminate the doubt that's you know that may be ringing around in your head.
0: Mm-hmm. That's an interesting analogy, given that uh, the subject that you filmed for Demita, her horse has to trust her and feel fully invested in Demita's leadership uh, as the as the rider. Uh, right. Just like a filmmaker and the filmmaker's crew and collaborators should feel fully invested in the project that they're undertaking, as well as the leadership abilities of the filmmaker, the director, uh, what have you. Um, trust, 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 uh, trust. That in, trusting that uh, things will work out, or trusting that your 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 abilities are more than sufficient to carry you through. Um, right now, in terms of uh, what you're working on outside of Demita, what are, what are some of the things that you have uh, uh, brewing in the, uh, in the oven? Um, So
1: I currently have a, um, another short documentary, um, Sherrod. So (laughs) I I have this thing where I'm just doing like one word titles now. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you know, I have a, another short documentary, Sherrod, it's about a, um, a, a hip hop artist and his journey from like wanting, wanting to be signed and everything and getting very close to actually being well to like he was signed and he actually was very close to signing to a, a much larger deal mm-hmm. and then eventually like he you know he was meeting with um, people from Def Jam and everything to eventually like now he's a father and a coach at a um a, a school a local hmm. school and you know how we cope with that that hmm. transition
0: hmm. Uh, and is that in the is that based in the Atlanta area his story
1: yeah he's originally from Brooklyn
0: oh wow okay yeah hmm. yeah I can o- and, uh, I can only imagine the the waves of both uh up and down uh, in, in, in his story, uh, um, getting so close to the brass ring, ring and then finding right. a, a completely different uh, purpose. Um, right. How would you, uh, how would you categorize the, the, the scene in Atlanta for music and filmmaking and what have you?
1: I think it's um, uh, robust. Hmm. I, I'd say robust and, and very diverse. Mm-hmm. um especially uh like the creative community here is is really robust and diverse uh, whether it's you know the music um film or or art um there's a lot of visual artists here that are absolutely amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know once you get involved in a community it's it's very like the inner communities is very welcoming, you know, outside of like the large studio studios and everything, but the actual communities of people who are doing the work, it's its very um, diverse and welcoming. Mm,
0: mm, mm. And uh, for our listeners who are just now becoming familiar with your work, uh, are, are there any projects or uh, things that you can tease uh, going forward, anything coming up that uh, we should all be on the lookout for?
1: Um, well, speaking of the music community, um, this year is the ten-year anniversary of uh, a short, like a five-minute short that I did about the independent hip-hop community here, hmm. and um, I'm going to be revisiting um, the people who were involved in you know making a, a a new piece to celebrate the ten-year anniversary.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's called Underexposed uh, Indie Hip-Hop in Atlanta because I think a lot of people associate Atlanta, Atlanta's hip-hop scene with one particular style. And, you know, even myself, like when I moved here from Pittsburgh, you know, I had it in my mind that, you know, there was going to be one dominant style of of music. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, um, it was very much not that. It was very diverse. Um, because there's so many people who are transplants yeah. from everywhere else who, you know, who relocated to Atlanta and they kept what made them unique. You know, they kept their, the sound from their city or the style from their city and, you know, they're presenting it here. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, true to like all the other creative outlets as well, like, you know, as far as like the, the arts and film. Community, like you know, people like me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that everyone brings like th- their own unique take on everything, and I, I think that that adds to the to the uniqueness and the diverse diverse aspect of the creative communities here in Atlanta.
0: Hmm. It's like uh, it's like a welcome uh, alternative to New York and Los Angeles, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah. 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 It's 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 slightly more affordable it's it's changing but it's slightly more affordable mm, still mm-hmm.
0: and especially given now that pinewood has uh, pinewood studios has its uh second base there uh as an option to its uh base in uh london for example um it's uh it's always interesting to hear about uh atlanta versus um some of the stories that we hear out of LA, or out of New York, or even out of Canada. Um, whereas Atlanta is a viable uh, production hub for so many different kinds of, uh, of work. Um, where can our, our listeners find you? Do you have a um, presence on social media? And if so, uh, where can they uh, start following you and keeping abreast of everything that you're, you're working on?
1: Um, so they can find me on social media, like everything is, um, Wfjr Films. Um, it's, it's basically my initials, kind of my homage to my um, to my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm William Fagans Jr. Okay. Um, so it's, everything is Wfjr Films. Um, the website is wfjrfilms.com. My uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts are um, wfjrfilms.
0: And well, listeners, there you have it. That is our guest, William Fagans Jr., who has brought to us Demita here at the Flickfair Film Festival. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It has absolutely been a pleasure. I truly enjoyed watching Demita. And I encourage our listeners to to watch the film as well by going to flickfair.com. Thank you again so much. Thank you. And what listeners, as you hear, that is the end of yet another podcast, but just like this one, next week, we'll be back with another exciting guest to talk about another exciting film that you can find only at flickfair.com. Until then, take care.